2: Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I've heard that there's a house that has some bodies in the basement.
4: Somebody told you that Shakiya was a victim of human trafficking?
3: I come to find out this is like it exploded into this huge thing. I knew. I just knew something was wrong.
0: Police say 33-year-old Jared Bridegan was shot dead.
3: I kept calling his phone. During the drive,
2: gunned down in front of his two year old daughter. It's a murder that stunned Jack's beach neighbors.
4: His
5: murder has attracted national attention, with investigators saying he was
3: targeted. Eventually, a police officer answered and told me to come to the police station.
4: Justice is something that takes different shapes or forms. If you know something, heard something, please, it's never too late to do the right thing.
3: So, I'm Deanna Thompson, AKA Body Movin'.
4: And I'm John Green. For about a decade Deanna and I spent a lot of time on the internet, especially in the underbelly of the internet, trying to identify and get animal abusers arrested.
3: We spent countless hours scouring the dark web helping catch predators. We spent over a year and a half trying to get law enforcement to take us seriously about a man that was killing cats online and he was threatening to move on to kill humans. And that was Luca McNatta.
4: Yeah, you might have heard about the Netflix special called Don't Fuck with Cats. That's us.
3: Well, now we're turning our online investigative skills to some of the most unexplained, unsolved, and just ignored cases. This is True Crimes.
4: The production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. The last time we had an opportunity to speak with forensic analyst Joseph Scott Morgan, He walked us both through the ins and out of the likely evidence collected at Jared's murder scene. It's a bit overwhelming, but now it's time to check in with our Florida-based investigator, Chris Salgado.
3: Chris has been looking into Jared's ex-wife, Shana, and her husband, Mario. Let's see what he's found.
4: Chris, the last time we spoke with you, we kind of went over the Jared Bridegan case and went over the details of the case and kind of some theories and some information that Deanna and I had come across. And we needed your help as a private investigator to get some information that she and I couldn't find. And some of that might be because it's too soon. So um, one of the things we were looking for is If somebody moves, how soon will the new records be reflected that we can see somebody and find them where they're at now? So so since we saw you last or spoke to you last time, we asked you to run a report for us. Were you able to do that?
2: Yeah, I was. I was able to run up some a couple of reports and fire
4: off that information to you both. Great. For the listeners, Deanna and I were doing a little research on a house in Jacksonville Beach that looks like it was put up for sale in mid October. We were trying to see um, if somebody was still living in the state of Florida. This is our first chance to look at the report. Okay. Now, we had kind of heard something through the grapevine, I guess you could say.
3: I got a message from someone saying that the kids were moving to a specific state. They were telling their friends they're moving to a specific state. So I got a message from someone asking me, can we find them in, in that state? Um, I did record searches on like voter records and things like that, and everything still pointed to Florida. But because they only moved in October to wherever they moved to, then you know I I figured well maybe it's just too soon to have those records reflected, you know? Correct. So,
4: yeah. So I think what we're looking at here kind of agrees with what we've been told.
3: All right, let's go through this. So we got a report now on shana and mario but we're not gonna we're not gonna give too many details because we're not gonna dox this person on the air right yeah so what i want to know is did they move to this specific state and the first note on this report is they have an address in this state and then i have the address and the address is linked to a specific company the deed was transferred in september hold on
4: I'm doing my thing and going on Google Maps.
3: Yeah, you do your thing. I'm gonna do mine real
4: quick. I'm just looking at the area. I understand. And then I'm gonna do my next thing is verify when that house was sold or bought.
2: Okay. Uh, It wasn't difficult to get the information. Uh, The more difficult part is gonna be analyzing the information um, because you gotta remember uh, a lot of times when we investigate, it's not a lack of information. But it's an analysis of all the large amounts of information, data points that we get to really understand what is relevant, what's misinformation, uh, or frankly, just wrong, um, and what's really relevant for the focus at hand.
4: Yeah. So the address that I'm looking at shows the property was sold late September.
3: The address that we just got?
4: Yeah, one of the address that I'm looking at.
3: Yeah, September 26th is when the property was transferred.
4: Yeah. And then a couple weeks later in October, they put the house in Florida up for sale.
3: Uh, They put the house up October 27th is when it was listed on Zillow.
4: So this is within a month. Within a month of this house being purchased in another state, the house in Florida is put up for sale. Right. So one of the things that we know that they had done at one point in time, they started like a property management company. Yeah. A couple years ago, right, Deanna? Yep. I don't think this is related to that. Interesting. Yeah. So this all this all fits together. I would say all these pieces fit together. You buy a house, you put your old house up for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wanna see the price history. So
2: that's listed as a current address to the individual. Okay uh, for and I think it's something pretty interesting. So it looks like it's listed as a current address as of mid-december okay but the the transfer of what you're talking about like you folks said uh, happened in late september um to a company right and that company falls into the background of the the context of the situation
4: right let me pull that up here but uh it looks like the the property just the land itself was purchased at the beginning of this year and then a house was built on it and then purchased So well it looks like the hunch was right or what what yeah what she heard was right right
3: where's the city at is it close to tacoma at all
4: no it's about 220 miles inland from tacoma i mean it's very very rural area okay so i think the takeaway from this diana is is that the hunch that somebody had or heard it sounds like actually happened
3: right so, yeah but where's where's her husband
4: that i guess is the million dollar question that were you able to get much information on him chris the new husband
2: yeah yeah i was um i'll go ahead and send that off to you guys okay um, was, was able to pull some new information on him it's behind a company and um there's a lot of there's a lot of different companies affiliated with I this. Know. Certainly property management companies. There's a whole lot of them. Um, you guys have kind of tip of, of the results here. Right. And um, in, in the same email that I sent you folks, um, it has uh, the new address for the other individual there.
4: Yeah. But the weird thing is is she's on one end of the country and he's on the other end of the country. That, that's the takeaway from this, Deanna. And the question is, is why? So Deanna and I had a really good conversation with uh, Joseph.
3: Joseph Scott Morgan.
4: The forensics guy. And uh, we were talking about what type of witness, uh, what kind of testimony is made in court. And there's eyewitness testimony. Unfortunately, in this case, it's only the two-year-old daughter, which she'll probably never be called to the stand. All she remembers is bang, 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 and seeing Daddy lie on the ground. I don't think she saw the shooter. So that then relies on evidence left at the scene. So I was thinking about it, Deanna, after that conversation yesterday. I said, mm-hmm. well, there's one other way, and that's a confession.
2: Mm-hmm. Somebody
4: would confess to it. And so the fact that she, it, she's on one side of the country, and he may be staying at the other end of the country is kind of telling. I mean... You know, the going theory, people on the internet believe that, you know, the ex-wife is responsible for his death, and a lot of people believe that her current husband may have something to do with it, or he knows information about it, right? Mm -hmm. So you would think you would, you know, unless the marriage went really bad, you would stay together, and, you know, if possibly you were somehow connected to what happened to Jared, you would stay together. So I just... It just seems odd that he's on one end of the country and she's on the other coast. Let's stop here for a break. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old Oh, yeah. And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
0: Hey
5: guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP.
3: They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. Do you want me to give you a theory? Go. Okay. I don't think she has anything to do with it. I don't think she knows about it. I don't think... This is just... Okay? Conjecture. Yeah. I don't think she knows about it. I don't think she had anything to do with it. But I think her circle does. Right? Yeah. Now, who that person is, I don't know yet. But let's pretend for a moment that it's her husband. That he hired some guy like his first time kind of hit job, right? Hypothetically. For five grand, let's just say. Yeah. This is all hypothetical. Well, I mean, how stupid would you have to be to kill your ex-husband two miles from your home? Do you know what I mean? Like how stupid would you have to be to do that? You're in this contentious custody battle. This makes you suspect number one. And you know this, you're not stupid, right? Yeah. But if you don't have any, if you have like plausible deniability, then I mean then you're innocent.
4: You have an alibi.
3: You have an alibi, you've been you're at home with the kids, then okay. Now, she might suspect him, right? Yeah. She might suspect that he had something to do with this and they've been fighting about it. And it's been causing resentment and it's been causing this undercurrent of disdain amongst them. She tells mom, I can't I can't be with this guy anymore. Like we're just so different and I've outgrown him and Blah 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 blah, Mom. I'll take care of it. We'll get this handled. A month before they start moving, remember, a month before they start moving, Mom and Dad through this company purchased this house in Washington. Yeah. She goes to her husband. I'm leaving you, and you're not coming with me. I'm I'm moving across, I'm moving as far away from this as I. It's too painful for me to be here anymore.
4: That is a very good. Theory. I mean, this
3: is just me guessing at
4: this point. I mean, that is a huge difference. From... Yeah.
3: But why would he stay? If Let's pretend he's guilty of something. Why would he stay? Is he allowed to leave Florida? Now, the company that he owns with her, he's the primary, like, worker there. And she did an interview, and she said, my husband runs this company, right? Yeah. and It is registered in the state of Florida, but that doesn't mean he has to live there, right? But if his rentals are in Florida, then, you know. He would stay there.
4: All right. I'm doing a little digging while we're...
3: No, I, no I, I'm I just talking. I'm just talking. No,
4: I I hear you.
3: But I mean, seriously, think about it. How stupid would you have to be to kill your husband who everybody knows you basically hate, right? Let's And that's a strong word, but you basically hate him.
4: You have animosity. Right. And at one and... point in time, you told somebody at a tattoo parlor you were somebody, some way to shut him up. Again, okay. this is all hypothetical, allegedly.
3: And in any situation that this has been brought up, I've I have defended this woman, and you have too. Yeah. And we're the only ones doing that. Are we nuts? I mean, are we missing something?
4: Well, I think the thing is, is, is who has motive in this, right? Who has clearly? Queen Bono. Queen Bono. Who? Well, let's talk about
3: that. It? You're right, because her moving seven months after his murder is kind of like. Because one of the things that people have been saying is that maybe she wanted to move out of state and Jared said, no, you're not taking my kids out of state. Florida is their home. You're not leaving Florida.
4: You're not going to take my kids. You're not taking my kids. Across the country. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. And sure. That's a reason. That's a, that, that could be a motive for sure.
4: But I think, I think that's why a lot of people that at first, Know, a gut reaction is she had something to do with it because she would have benefited by getting the ex-wife would have gotten full custody of the kids. So, I mean... For sure. Now, that may be true, but that doesn't mean she she actually committed
3: the act.
4: So, I think...
3: Anything's possible. Anything's possible.
4: One thing that just actually like popped into my head recently was the date. So, it was February 16th that happened to Jared, right? Correct. And what happened... What's two days before February Valentine's 16th? Day yeah it just
3: what does that have to do with anything
4: well you know act of love you do something out of love if you love me you'll do this for me oh i mean that that's you know that doesn't it just popped into my head recently when i was just kind of doing the timeline of things I'm like oh wait a minute valentine's day was two days before and so it just kind of struck me odd that hey, maybe it was a you know if you love me you'll do this for me i don't know i'm just no, I,
3: that's a really good, really good point.
4: Does it sound like the ex-wife is somebody who would say something like that? I mean, based on what I we don't know. know about her, I wish she goes to a tattoo parlor and says, I wish somebody would, you know, there was a way to make them to shut up.
2: You know what? You gave me a couple links. One was to a map. One was to a, yep. a, a, a rep- repository of information. Maybe I can highlight in there, you know, what's corroborated from my end, specific points, not yeah, everything, sure. but specific points, and then you guys can pick it up from there, and I can email you saying, hey, take a look at the, the spreadsheet, and, um, you know, that's more information for you, yeah. depending on how intricate this, this is, uh, on this, this idea, this hypothesis, right, depending on how intricate it is, or was, you know, somebody could be using talk- walkie-talkies.
4: Again, part of me thinks, man, it was very professional, and there's other aspects of this crime. You think it was kind of amateur the way they did it. A professional wouldn't have done that, right? So, yeah. Okay, so getting back to the report, is there anything else we need? I think that answers our big question about, you know, did she leave the state of Florida? And now we know for sure, and it kind of goes with what we were told. So I think that verifies it. Now the question is, is, why did you go all the way across the country?
3: Yeah, that's something that we need to figure out, right?
4: Well, Chris, thank you very very much. That was exactly what we were looking for.
3: I think John and I just kind of want to know if they've got I'm sure they do, but what kind of evidence they have that they're not releasing. And not that not that anything that we find is going to like break the case wide open. Sure. But just for just for theory-wise, you know, like do they have a piece of evidence that they haven't released to the public that they're holding on to that's like key in this case? And a footprint would be one of those things.
2: Definitely. And that's, that's a lot of times that's the frustration piece inside an ongoing investigation. But we all know, you know law enforcement does a very good job at running down all the leads that they possibly mm-hmm. can and uh, you know, trying to keep things close to their chest because they don't want to unfurl information right. where it's a little premature and it tips off the prospective offender or the targeted person by law enforcement, Right. Um, So, you know, we're kind of the public in general is kind of left kind of in the dark with what's going on. What evidence do they have? What tactics have they done? Did they do a tower dump? Did they do? Did they find a shoe print like you're saying there, you know, and all that's kind of TBD until they, you know, they find they find themselves comfortable enough to either release the information or act
4: on it.
3: Right. Right. And I and I appreciate that and I do respect that. I know it's important. So I like I'm I'm certainly not going to, you know, hope that they release this information. Just conjecture, you know, just talking. Um, sure, but yeah, yeah, but at so it's you know, and it's weird like in Jacksonville, they do the t- the weather collect- collection four minutes before the hour, and so everything is at like two fifty six three fifty six four fifty six five fifty six you know et cetera and I'm looking at seven fifty six p m and I know that is when he called his wife, right, and they were on the phone for like a minute, and then he died like two minutes later, and I'm looking at that time and my heart just starts beating like I don't know you're you're looking at the weather in the location where the sky was shot at that specific time and it's just it's it's kind of it's fucked up
2: anyway yeah it touches on all of us you know we're all compassionate and um you know just you can only imagine what kirsten's going oh my god
3: i can't imagine i i cannot imagine let's stop here
0: for another quick break Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
3: I've been dying to talk to you about this, all right? Do you remember how we were talking about Jared's parents? Yeah. And if, if they were around and if... Uh, you know, they had access to the twins, yeah, okay, so I started looking into the uh, that Markle Act that we were talking about a while ago, and the Markle act, uh, just gonna repeat it real quick it it gives grandparents rights to their grandchildren um, when there's tragic circumstances, all right? And that was like the really general like explanation, all right? So I was like, well, let me go find out, you know if this would help Jared's parents, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm reading about it and it says, you know, this act was, you know, enacted because of the tragic circumstances surrounding Dan Markle's murder. Right. Mm. So I was like, well, what kind of circumstances would the grandparents be given access to their grandchildren? You know, like what what happened here? So I wanted to go look at this Dan Markle case. Right. Because it happened in Florida, too, by the way, in in, in Tallahassee. This is a florida like statute so i was like all right let me dig into this case just very briefly just to get an understanding of what's going on here
4: what'd you find
6: out
3: dude okay let me uh let me pull it up again okay all right so listen dan is on a business trip in september of 2012. all right september 2012 dan's on a business trip when he gets home he finds out that his wife wendy her maiden name is Adelson. You have to remember that, okay? okay? When he gets home, he finds that his kids are gone, and Wendy has filed, like, for a divorce. So what happened was she filed for divorce and just moved to Miami. I think it was Miami. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, she moves far away. Let's just say that. She moves far away. And Dan is like, okay, you can divorce me. That's fine. But you are not taking my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So... A year later, well, not quite a year, but in 2013, in June of 2013, the judge, the judge comes out and says, you can't relocate without permission from the father. So they if I, the, the divorce is finally settled. They cannot leave the Tallahassee area, I'm assuming. And Dan can now see his kids. Great, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, something happens between July of 2013 in may of 2014 because the next thing in the timeline is that the court documents um i'm sorry there's a hearing scheduled for a motion to prohibit wendy's mother from seeing her grandchildren unsupervised all right now this hearing never happens because two months later dan is murdered really yeah So there. okay, so listen, there's this divorce, there's this contentious custody battle, it goes on for a long time. And now all of a sudden, dad's dead. And he's murdered. Now listen to this. This is the thing. All right, this is the thing. He is shot after dropping his children off at school. So he has his kids. He drops them off at school. I think it was like nine in the morning, he dropped them off at preschool. He I think he went to go work out. He comes back home. It's like 11 o'clock, two hours later. And he is shot in his driveway, in in his driveway. So he's okay. Listen, so the the parallels here are very similar. Yep. Jared had the kids. He dropped them off in his car. Shot. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. Heading home. Right. On his
4: way home. He right. Shot.
3: Yep. It gets crazier though. It gets even more kind of like parallel, right? So this is in July of 2014 that this happens. Okay, July 18th, <clears throat> 2014. He's shot. Okay. So, after that, a couple days go by, and the police release an image of a green Prius seen in the area around the time that the crime occurred. So this is our Ford F-150, right?
4: In Jared's case.
3: Right, in Jared's case, this is our Ford F-150. So the, in yep. Dan's case, it's a green Prius, all right? Gotcha. So they release this image of this green Prius. And then there's some, like, you know, the memorial service is held, there's, you know, general stuff, okay? The next big thing, though, that happens is that in February of 2016, so like a year and a half go by, the Tallahassee um, Police Department starts to like slowly release like documents about the, the circumstances surrounding the death. Like ah. things like the keys were in the ignition and the house was locked. It wasn't robbed. And, you know, things like, you know, that they would normally keep to themselves
4: only the person who committed the yeah. act would know
3: these things. Right. They start releasing their Puma, right? Or some of the Puma, right? Yep. Okay. So this is this is where it gets kind of nitty gritty. Oh, and all, the other thing that they released is that they don't think that the Prius belonged to the driver. And I don't know how they know this, but that's what they release. All right? But here's where it gets like, Wow. All right, in April of 2016, now remember, he was murdered in 2014. Yep. All right. In April of 2016, the FBI, all right, the FBI is involved. They record a conversation between a guy named Charlie Adelson and Catherine Magbuana at a restaurant. Mm. All right. Now, remember, I told you his ex wife's name is Wendy Adelson.
4: Correct are they related?
3: That's her brother. Oh. Okay, so this is her brother, all right? And I, when I first was reading this, I'm like, okay, well, who's this dude, right? And why is this important? Well, just keep that in mind. In And, and yep. they record this conversation at a restaurant. That's in April. In May, a month later, they arrest somebody. And they arrest this guy named Sigfredo Garcia. And he denies everything. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, the full press, right? Yep. Okay. So somebody's arrested. Now... In June, like a month after he was arrested, documents in the murder case become unsealed. And in those documents, there's another suspect named. His name is Luis Rivera, or Louis Rivera. And that establishes a connection between Adelson and Garcia, all right? So it provides more details on a timeline of the murder, according to the Tallahassee Police Department. So um, a jury indicts both Garcia and Rivera for this murder, so there's now a trial is gonna be set, right? So Sigfredo pleads not guilty, right? Louis Rivera, I think he made a deal. He pled guilty, he made a deal. And so Sigfredo, his trial was set for November fourteenth, two thousand sixteen. Then Rivera pleads guilty to second degree murder and is sentenced to nineteen years in prison. So he doesn't have a he doesn't have a trial, all right? Yep. But just then, Catherine is arrested. So I'm guessing at this, I haven't read the detail, but I'm guessing that Louis Rivera, like, he got, he copped a deal because right, right at that time, Catherine's arrested. So he was
2: cooperating. He
3: was cooperating. Right. Right. And says, listen, this Catherine lady hired us. Okay. Hired me and Sigfredo. Wow. Right. And this Catherine woman is connected to Wendy's brother. Charles. Okay, so this is all kinds of crazy, right? And there's a lot of other things that happen. The The FBI need to um, analyze the, the recording. There's a lot of different kinds of um, COVID happens, you know, in all this. So things have been delayed, right? But it boils down to Charlie hired these two people through Catherine. She was like the go-between, all right? And Charlie's trial doesn't start until April this year, 2023. So we don't know what's going to happen there. But Catherine turned state's witness. And eventually, I think she got a mistrial. This case is out. This case is crazy. But it's so similar to the suspicions that people have about our case, right?
4: What happened to Jared? Same. Right. Same. Divorce. Contentious. uh, Family.
3: Shady. Right.
4: He's taking his kids home, gets out of his car, gets shot. Nobody knows who's done it. It looks like it was a, well, we don't think the police have said that Jared was targeted by somebody. The way it was done, it appeared like it was like a professional.
3: Yeah. And it's important to note, too, that the, the Tallahassee Police Department very, very, very quickly after the murder also said that Dan, that Dan Markle was targeted, that he was yep. the intended victim. Yep. So it's a very similar, like, we know this is targeted. And I'm sure people were like, why did, how did they think this was targeted? Well, you know,
4: they just did. Wallet still there, nothing, nothing of any value was taken right. except for his, Dan Markle's life. So because of all this, the they passed the law in Florida so that Dan's parents could get access.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, like, why Wendy denied. Okay, so here's the thing. So Charlie is in jail right now he has a trial scheduled for april of 2023 but his sister who is dan markle's ex-wife like who started all this i guess is not facing criminal charges at this at this moment all right (laughs) right
4: and she still has custody of the kids she does
3: she does and apparently she's been denying access to her her children to dan's parents
4: so, Similar to what's happening with Kirsten and her. Yeah.
3: And so, the law, though, here's the sad thing, okay? The law, the Markle law, it's not going to help them. And they still pushed for it. Like, they still saw the value of this. The law, the Dan Markle law, or I'm sorry, the Markle Act would only benefit the Markles if Wendy was convicted. So, this tragic circumstances part of this law means that the grandparents of the murder victim would have access to their children if their spouse was convicted of the murder. So it's not going to, it's not going to help Jared either. In
4: Jared's case, it wouldn't be effective to use because nobody has yet to be arrested, prosecuted, and found guilty of committing the act. Right. Until that happens, uh, the ex-wife can keep the kids to herself and, as we know right now, she's, she's relocated to another state.
3: Correct. So it was kind of a waste of time for me to look into this because it's just not going to help Jared's parents. But on the bright side, I found this case, you know, that is eerily similar to Jared's case. Had the same kind of situation, kind of the same M.O. It's eerily similar. And and the only reason that I kind of want to talk to Ms. again about it is just like, I don't want her and I don't think she is giving up hope. I don't think she's I don't think she's ever gonna give up hope. You know what I mean? But I know she's I know she's desperate, right? Like she wants justice for her husband. And if we tell her the story, if she doesn't know about it, if we tell her the story and say, look, these are like really similar circumstances and this family, you know, it took a year just to get somebody arrested. Don't lose hope. It's only it's I know it's saying it's only been eight months is shitty. That's not what I that's not how I want to say it. But like we need to give it a little bit more time.
4: More on that next time. True Crimes is executive produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Deanna Thompson, Courtney Armstrong, Jeff Shane, Andrew Arno, and me, John Green. Additional producing by Connor Powell and Gabe Castile. Editing by Jeff Twa. Music by Vanacore Music. True
3: Crimes is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.